0: Welcome to Lombardi's Legends podcast. Uh, this is Weggs and joining me here on a Friday evening is Dane. Dane, how you doing, man?
1: Weggs, we're nine and three. It is a Friday evening. I'm sipping a winter ale. Uh, it's called Plowed In a Wintery Mix from Milwaukee Brewing Company. So I'll tell you what, it could be worse. Yeah. Actually, it makes me a little uncomfortable that I'm sitting next to you drinking that beer. I have to be honest with you,
0: but that's okay. It's a, it's a delicious brew uh, from Milwaukee's um, uh, brewing. So uh, anyway, it's it's a Wisconsin uh, tradition here. Friday evening, it's uh, uh, weather starting to turn here. And, Dane, you seem a little bit more chipper tonight than the other evening when we did our uh, uh, recap episode of that Giants game. So we've got Washington coming into town here on Sunday with a golden opportunity to create a little separation and gets to 10-3. and
1: Wags, we won. The Vikings lost. Uh, Get a little separation. I think now all we need to do, and it's easier said than done, but keep winning football games, right? We are in the driver's seat right now, and when you're 12 games into the year and you know you're in the driver's seat in the division, um, you can't ask for much else, and there's a lot of football to be played, we, uh, and I don't want to get too far ahead of Washington, because I think there's an opportunity for, for a battle, and we'll get into that, uh, but we still have to play all of our division rivals one more time, too, uh, so a lot of football still to be played, a lot of football ahead of us, but man, being 9-3 feels really good right now, and I really liked how we looked against New York, so um, you know, let's keep this party going.
0: Yeah, and just before we get into uh, previewing some of the matchups here, uh, let's uh, take a step back and enjoy the fact that every single Packer was practicing on Thursday <laughs> and <Friday>. What? <laughs> uh, yeah, can you even, I, I honestly can't even, that's unprecedented, isn't yeah. it, Dane? Yeah. This time of the year, and knock on wood, because injuries can happen anytime, but uh, that uh, is just a golden uh, sight to my eyes, because... Normally, I think last year and the year before, even though we weren't podcasting, we would have been spending 20 minutes talking about injuries and who's going to play and how uh, they could impact the course of the game. Uh, We don't even really have to get into that on the Green Bay side.
1: No, I I think Kevin King, it looks like, is is questionable. Tony Brown is questionable as well. Uh, However, I mean, my goodness, uh, these guys have all practiced this week, and I just... Um, it's a testament to the training staff and then certainly there's some luck on our side with this as well there's no doubt about it um, but you're right and, and um, you know in, in a year where I think a lot of guys uh, are are hurt right nobody's totally healthy this time of year I think it is a testament to the toughness as well of this team I mean last week at this time we were talking about Brian Balaga possibly being out for a number of weeks turns around and starts the game and plays a heck of a game against New York. So these guys are gritting, they're bearing, and I think it's because they know that there's something special happening in Green Bay right now, and they wanna be a part of it, and they'll do everything they can to be out on the field.
0: Yeah, and speaking of Bulaga, that was one of the other places I was gonna go, not even on the injury report right now, so he appears ready to go, but uh, do we see uh, Jared Valdier get Activated this week, or is he going to be still working his way onto the roster here in another week or two?
1: That's a good question. I mean, I, I, I wonder. I wonder if he's out there on Sunday. But my gut feeling just tells me I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be out there. Um, and uh, you know, you don't sign a guy to the roster like that when you remove Trayvon uh, Smith without having a replacement. Um, you know, he should be in game shape. Uh, he knows how to field the ball. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there uh, come on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and that was the other item. We speculated that Trayvon Smith might uh, be getting moved on from uh, after that game against the Giants. He yeah. fumbled that opening uh, punt, and sure enough, uh, the Packers did release him on Monday. So um, it hasn't been for sure determined as far as I know whether uh, someone will be elevated or if they're going to go with a short-term solution with one of the guys on the roster. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that, particularly I think tomorrow morning is when they start to make some of those roster moves uh, that will tell us who we'll probably expect to see activated on the 53 and then potentially active uh, uh, on the 45
1: for Sunday morning. Yeah, and you know, the Packers did sign Tyler Irvin uh, as you know, Wags uh, the, who who can return some kicks, has some success returning punts. They brought him onto the roster. I was really excited he's uh, been issued number 32, Travis Jervie's old number, Wags. <laughs> so, uh, you know, when we need a special team spark I think of Travis Jervie so to bring Tyler Irvin onto this field, or onto the roster as well to return the ball, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there returning kicks and punts this weekend. Uh, and then uh, with our offensive linemen, I, if it's not this week, it's got to be next week uh, where they activate him. Uh, and, and you know the the hard thing about maybe activating him now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, is the fact that, um, you know, you're going to have to remove somebody else from the roster to make space for him. So perhaps it's another week away uh, from seeing him on the roster. Uh, But, Weggs, I would probably expect uh, to see uh, Irvin out there as our return man on Sunday, uh, barring, you know, him just working his way onto the roster since he's a new addition.
0: Yeah, and with it being a home game here, seems like a good time to give this guy a shot if we're going to try to make that change see what he can do, if he can give us perhaps even, uh, if not a spark, uh, some steady hands back there Mm -hmm. and just do the job. Um, And if he could get even any positive yards in that return game, that would uh, certainly be a uh, a, a movement forward and and, uh, move in the right direction. So uh, we'll keep our eyes on that. So Dane, this Washington Redskins team is at an interesting point, they're not a very good team, no. uh, coached by a guy that uh, a lot of uh, fans around the state of Wisconsin probably pretty familiar with, and Bill Callahan, and um, hasn't had a, a lot of success as a head coach, either at the college or at pro level, but um, he's definitely been in this game a long, long time, uh, really known for uh, being a, a guy that likes to run the ball. And that's something that this Washington Redskins team has started to do pretty well these last few weeks. Uh, And they're on a two-game winning streak coming into this game at Lambeau. So uh, when you look at the record, uh, this is a game that you have to feel like uh, we should be uh, heavily favored for a reason Mm -hmm. and should just go out there and take care of business. But that being said, we uh, always want to respect All of our opponents, so let's dive into this a little bit further, shall we?
1: Yeah, let's do it, Wags, and let's start with... uh, We may as well start with their offense because uh, I look at them and I think that their big-ticket player certainly is their first-round pick in Dwayne Haskins, the rookie quarterback. Uh, Unfortunately for this young man... The offensive tackles right now for Washington are something to be desired, I think. Uh, they There might be some some uh, wanting a little bit more out of those guys. Um, so this this young man hasn't had a lot of opportunity to, to make a ton of plays because he's under pressure an awful lot. But I've watched a little bit of how he plays the game, and I'll tell you what, Wags. Um, He's got a cannon for an arm, like an absolute rocket. He can fling the ball 50 yards effortlessly. I've seen him do it. We saw him in college, but now watching him in the pro, uh, the deep ball definitely translates to the pros. Um, He has a little bit of accuracy issues. I think he has a little bit of happy feet. Um, You know, he actually reminds me a little bit Uh, of the quarterback in Baltimore uh, in that, you know, in the first year, uh, he looked a little bit, uh, you know, happy-footed there in the pocket, but he settled in. So I think that long-term, they may have their quarterback in Dwayne Haskins, but this year, there's no doubt about it, Wags, he's raw. I think that uh, he doesn't um, throw the ball away. Uh, Very often, he's having a little bit of difficulty with his progressions uh, as a rookie. And I think that this is a recipe for success for this Green Bay Packers defense. I think that he's going to turn over the ball. I think the Packers are going to build off last week and are going to have a lot of opportunities to pressure the quarterback and also put him in position to turn that ball over. And I would expect him to do it multiple times on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and he's not going to have any easier of a job considering he's going to be without two of his three starting wide receivers this week. Uh, And that's always tough when you're looking at uh, losing uh, uh, two wide receivers in Trey Quinn and Paul Richardson. um, That uh, You're a young quarterback, and uh, this is only game five uh, for Haskins, and now he's going to have to be looking at some other guys to step up and build some chemistry with. So uh, things won't be getting any easier for this guy. But at the same time, This is a Washington offense that has, overall, this year been their last in the league in in points per game. But in the last three games, uh, they've really started to get things going a little bit. Mm -hmm. And they they're still not that good, but uh, particularly in the run game, though, is where they've gotten uh, going. And uh, the first guy that. That uh, they they are going to go to, I think, as kind of their every-down running back. Packer fans are well acquainted with and Adrian Peterson. I can't believe this guy is still playing in the league and definitely does not have the big-play explosive ability that he had when we faced him when he was in the Vikings all those years. But... Uh, You know, he he still runs with some physicality and he can still hurt you, can't he, Dana?
1: Yeah, I mean, AP is kind of an ageless wonder a little bit. It's it's pretty remarkable uh, that he can still produce at his extended age, especially, I'll tell you what, folks, I thought a few years ago with that ACL injury, he was about done then. He bounced back. It was like nothing ever happened. Um, you certainly, he's not the, the big playback as you mentioned, Wags, that he was in his heyday in Minnesota, uh, but this guy can still get it done. He can still tote the rock. Um, does have a little bit of fumble issues, I think, at times. Um, I think that the Packers are a very opportunistic defense. So um, don't be surprised if, um, you know, I think the Washington team wants to run the ball. They're going to want to run the ball quite a bit against the Packers. Don't see, be surprised if, like weeks past, we're going to see Coach Patton cue it up where they're going to try to stop the run and then make the rookie beat us.
0: Yeah, and uh, while AP isn't necessarily the home run threat that he used to be, they do have a kid to parent with him and Darius Geis, and he can really break it away. And he's Last a load. week uh, only had 10 carries for 129 yards against the Panthers. <laughs> so uh, this is a team that is going to try to establish a run, stick with the run, and keep the run to keep the Packers' offense off the field and make this a closer game than what I think we would like to see. Uh, so certainly if they can stay close and keep running the ball, I don't think – Uh, this Redskins team is going to have any problem punting the ball and playing field position if they can get a little bit of of, um, a ground game established and um, uh, keep the ball away from Packers' offense a little bit, limit the possessions, make this a low-possession game, slow-down game, and, um, and let their defense try to get some stops on the other side of the field.
1: Yeah, the name of the game this week for the Packers' defense is Limit the Run, and stop the deep ball from Terry McLaren, their um, rookie wide receiver. The kid flies, he runs a sub four, 440. We've been gashed on the defensive side of the ball wags as Packer fans know, far too well by the big play this year. So stop the run, stop the deep ball, because that's what Haskins does well. That's what this rookie wide receiver does well. If we do those two things and we do do those two things consistently, I think we're going to be in really good shape on Sunday, and I think that we're going to have a really optimal success uh, for the Packers.
0: Yeah, and one other factor that I think we really want to keep an eye on is get out in front Mm -hmm. early and uh, then put your foot to the paddle uh, against a overmatched opponent like this. The Redskins, um, their offense isn't much better in the second half than it is in the first half, but they are a slow starting team. They're worst in the league in points and first half scoring. Uh, it gets a little bit better in the second half. Packers on the flip side are in the top half of the league in first half scoring. And unfortunately at times, as we've seen, have struggled a little bit, either in uh, you know, putting opponents away or from coming back from behind uh, in the second half. And they're actually in the, uh, the lower third in second half scoring. So uh, we don't want this to be a close game at halftime because uh, especially if the Redskins defer and they're getting the ball first in the mm-hmm. second half, they could stick around a little bit longer than we would like. And then, quite honestly, Uh, I do not want to see a repeat of what we saw last week, where we've got a Redskins team in Lambeau Field uh, within a one-score, less than a one-score game uh, late in the third quarter.
1: Yeah, so here's my bold prediction. You know I like to do bold predictions. Wags, uh, on the defensive side of the ball, we still don't have a defensive touchdown this year. (laughs) Um, So this week, my bold prediction on the defensive side of the ball Preston Smith against his former teammates is gonna swoop up a fumble and he's taking it to the house. I expect Preston Smith to be absolutely disruptive against Washington. I think that he's happy to be gone. I think he's very happy to be in Green Bay, but he wants to show his former team what he can do. Uh, Don't be surprised if a little bit of a revenge game uh, comes from Preston. Preston having a phenomenal year, Very well could be my favorite defensive player on the Packers this year. He does a little bit of everything. So, Wags, that's my prediction. I'm calling my shot. Preston Smith, six points. Hey, I love it, but I got to say, I was calling my shot on these defensive touchdowns a few (laughs) weeks
0: ago. Didn't happen. I'm kind of feeling like you're... You're swooping in, stealing this mantle. Because one of us is going to be right one of these weeks. So you're just swooping in on me. But I'm not going to complain. If Packers defense can score a touchdown. That probably means we're going to pull away and get a nice, solid, and resounding victory. So uh, I would love to see your bold prediction come through this week. Uh, one of these times it's going to happen for sure. Uh, and And that's one thing that we're definitely going to want to take advantage of. We were plus three in the turnover department again last week. And I think early this season, this Packers defense look was definitely living off some turnovers. It's slowed down quite a bit. Aside from last week, we haven't necessarily, Mm -hmm. you know, been turning the other teams over uh, all that much. Certainly our offense has done a nice job as usual in not turning the ball over. Um, for the most part all season, so we've been pretty consistent there. But I would like to see uh, against this inexperienced quarterback, this young offense, and as you said, um, a a team that is missing a couple of its starting wide receivers and um, uh, maybe uh, struggling a little bit in protection that we get after it a little bit more from this defensive line this week um, that uh, uh, weren't quite as aggressive as we would have hoped Last week against the Giants, against Daniel Jones. uh, Hopefully, this coaching staff went back to the tape and decided, yeah, we can live off of that and get the job done, but why not dial up a little extra pressure and um, and, and make these guys uh, force them into some
1: uh, mental and physical mistakes. I like it. Wiggs, let's move to the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Aaron Rodgers this week said he wants it to be really loud at Lambeau Field. I think he's going to get his wish. Um, the Washington I saw they actually did not use their entire allotment of tickets. So now they're being sold to Packer fans. Uh, Each NFL team, away team, gets X number of tickets for an allotment. Uh, Washington was not able to sell their allotment, so the Packers get them back. So I expect it to be even louder than maybe it normally is at Lambeau Field on Sunday uh, for this game when the Packers have the ball on defense. On the offensive side of the ball, um, they've got a pretty uh, some active defensive linemen. I think Wags. I think that they have their first-round pick uh, Sweat, who is not afraid to uh, rush the passer. Uh, I've I've watched him. He uh, he's very athletic. Uh, he's he's not afraid uh, of physicality. Uh, He's not afraid to kind of bulldoze in there, but he doesn't have a lot of hand movement yet. I think he's going to continue to grow. Uh, Much like the, the talent on the offensive side of the ball for Washington, they've got some raw talent. Uh, on the defensive side of the ball in Sweat and a couple others, particularly along the defensive line. Um, however, I expect the Packer offensive line to build off of last week. I think that um, they were uh, disappointed and, frankly, a little embarrassed by their performance in San Fran. And I think for the second week in a row against an NFC East opponent, the offensive line is going to take over this game. I expect a big game from Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams in the running game.
0: I agree uh, that's definitely the weakness in this uh, Redskins defense uh, they're one of the worst in the league in um, in in dealing with the run and in in terms of um, uh, you know passing game uh, they 've got some some veteran DBs back there that that Packer fans are going to be uh, familiar with in Josh Norman and Landon Collins so um, yeah, I don't think those guys are you know at the top of their game at an all-pro level at this point, but uh, certainly uh, they can play in this league and, and um, um, are very talented and capable uh, of making some plays back there. But uh, this is a, a Redskins defense that, uh, against the rush, they're 27th in the league, and um, on a, a per rush average, they're, they're okay. They're kind of sort of middle of the pack, but... I think this is uh the type of game that you really wanna see uh the Packers reestablish the run. We're getting late in the season. As you said, uh, our run game has been a little out of sync mm-hmm. I think these last few games. Didn't really get it going uh at all against the Giants last week. And that's gonna be the difference when we talk about being able to keep our foot to the pedal and create some second some separation in the second half is if we can come out after halftime and kind of lean forward and and, uh, be physical and be uh, moving the chains in that run game, uh, that can make a world of difference in how this offense performs overall. So uh, I would uh, expect to see probably a a pretty even distribution uh, in the run game this week between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also I think we are going to continue to try to focus on getting Aaron Jones involved in the pass game a little bit more as well. Uh, that was something that Aaron Rodgers specifically mentioned and the coaching staff mentioned last couple of weeks. We saw it happen on the very first play against the Giants, but not a ton of targets. Uh, so I think this is a Redskins uh, linebacker group that can be exploited a little mm-hmm. bit I agree. Um, with Aaron Jones in the past game. So I would expect that he might have a pretty big week and get a pretty heavy dose of targets um right out there in the flat or even uh, on some um some some out routes or some wheel routes uh getting out and getting downfield
1: i think you're right i think you hit it on the headwags i think that we are going to see a week where the packer running backs have 25 to 30 touches um total i also think that danny vitale is going to get worked in a little bit this week as well uh, just a hunch tells me against, uh, against Washington. I'm looking at this linebacking core. Uh, Ryan Kerrigan and uh, John Bostic, they play a lot of 3-4 defense. And I don't know if either of those middle linebackers are really going to be able to keep up with this Packer running backs. So just uh, out of the backfield, I think they're going to have a hard time. Uh, I also think that our offensive line is going to be able to find a way to get to the second level. I think they'll get there consistently. Packer fans uh, watch Elton Jenkins this weekend. Uh, I think that he's going to get to the second level. You're going to see a lot of balls run on that left side of the line behind Bakhtiari and um, and Jenkins. And uh, and don't be surprised if you see Aaron Jones spring a couple. But also late in the game, Jamal Williams, he's going to be physical. I think he takes this game over a little bit. Uh, Aaron Jones might have some run early but I think that Jamal Williams is running some of the best footballs of his entire career the last few weeks. It doesn't show up necessarily in the stat line, but he runs over guys. He's been very physical, and uh, I expect kind of a a bit of a 50-50 split, although Aaron Jones might get the touchdowns. Jamal Williams, between the tackles, could have a heyday on Sunday.
0: Absolutely, and I think something to uh, really watch for, too, is if some of the red zone offense and defensive Um, trends hold, this could get ugly in a hurry because the red zone offense for the Redskins is just awful. Uh, They are only at a a 35% touchdown rate when they're in the red zone. They're dead last in the league. Packers are second at 70%, uh, so they've been excellent. In the red zone, and then on the flip side, Packers defense has actually been really good in the red zone mm-hmm. this year. That was something they struggled with the last couple of seasons. But they're sixth in the league in, in red zone defense, whereas the the Redskins are are about middle of the pack. So, but that said, there's uh, quite a gap between both of these teams on both sides of the football in terms of executing in the red zone. So uh, if that holds true and when the Redskins are able to, if they're able to get down in the red zone a couple of times, if they're turning the ball over or having to settle for a field goal, the Packers are scoring touchdowns, I think we can get ahead. Early and uh, keep our foot to the pedal, and it could start to to get a little bit ugly in the second half.
1: Year you, wags, you got it, man. I, I'm feeling pretty good about this. Uh, in the passing game, do you think Devontae just goes off a little bit here? Um, I think that there's an opportunity. The Washington likes to blitz linebackers quite a bit in their in their uh, defensive set. I just, I think, I really do think that the matchup here. Uh, position group by position group. The Packers are more talented by at every single uh, position group that I see when I compare the roster. I think the Packers are supremely motivated to keep their foot on the gas. As Coach LeFleur says, all gas, no bleep and break. <laughs> and I, I expect this on Sunday. I really do. Um, I'm not normally this confident going into a game no matter who the Packers are playing. Uh, however, Um, I think this week at home, getting some home cooking. Um, You know, after the game against the Giants, the players are running in the locker room shouting, we're going home. Uh, I think they have a lot of pride this year in winning games at Lambeau Field. And uh, they're going to come out, and I think they want to show off a little bit and show that this team is going to catch a spark heading into the playoff run. Yeah, I hope so. And and I I share your optimism. Uh, This is the kind of game that,
0: you know, is almost the flip side of the Giants, where the Giants had a terrible defense and, you know, not a very good offense. Uh, The Redskins here have a terrible offense and still not a very good defense. But, um, you know, it's a game that the Packers really should put this other team away uh, early. And uh, the only thing that I'm not pessimistic or Mm -hmm. concerned about is the fact that this is also a Redskins team before making the switch to Haskins that has been able to stick around against some other common opponents. Um, granted, against the 49ers, that was a kind of a crazy weather game, but mm-hmm. they only lost by nine points. Uh, so they were really able to hold that 49ers offense in, in check and, and keep them from doing anything. Uh, against, the, uh, um, uh, against the Vikings, they only lost by 10 points, held the Vikings to less than 20 points. So... Uh, they're capable of slowing some of these teams down. Uh, they uh, have won back-to-back games. Granted, against uh, you know weaker opponents, but uh, this was also a team that uh, at, at a certain point this season you're wondering if they're going to win more than uh, you know one or two games. Mm-hmm. And they're out there and, and they're coming off a couple of victories. And in the NFL, that's got to mean something. So um, 250 yards rushing last week uh, between Oof. Geis and Peterson. So, uh, you know, uh, they've got some guys that uh, could could be a, a little bit of a handful. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, not take take them lightly. Uh, we've got to be ready to go and uh, come up with some bay plays. So, Dane, uh, just looking at the defensive side of the ball, real real quickly, because I don't think we have to uh, really uh, uh, spend too much time on this. Uh, what do you you already? You know, major bold prediction, That's but, um, you know, and, and we've looked at a couple of ways that we might be able to exploit their defense, but on our side of the defense, aside from maybe dialing up a little bit more pressure than we did last week against Daniel Jones. What are some things that we might be able to do to hold this Redskins running game in check? Because we know that's what they're going to want to do this week.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see if what, what defense we roll out there to start the game. Uh, if we think that we can go with our base nickel defense, or if we want to go a little bit more traditional and a little bit larger along the defensive line. Um, wouldn't be surprised if we continue to see Tyler Lancaster get worked in. He's continued. I think he's become, he's getting a lot more snaps than he did to start the season because he's proven that he is a stout run stopping defensive lineman. Uh, that's contributing so wouldn't be surprised to see more uh three down linemen the Packers traditionally lately have been playing two down linemen and a lot of linebackers and defensive backs um this week maybe we get Kenny Clark maybe Maybe a little bit more Montrevious Adams who we haven't seen as much lately no and he
0: started the season so hot had a really good I thought an excellent preseason but uh, yeah I think if we get a, a few more of those traditional D linemen out on the field Uh, as you mentioned, not only with Lancaster but um, uh, Montrevious could get out there a little bit more because certainly we know Dean Lowry is going to be out on the field as well mm-hmm. and Kenny Clark is going to get his full allotment of snaps as well.
1: And I noticed last week our six-round pick Kiki was getting more run even than Montrevious it looked like at times. So kind of a, a fascinating development. I don't know of any injuries that Montrevious is going through. Maybe Kiki's showing up in practice a little bit but um, you know it is a, a, a kind of an interesting thing to pay attention to and I know that we'll continue to monitor because you and I both love watching the defensive linemen work uh, but we are fortunate that I think we're going to be able to rotate a number of these guys throughout but I think a heavy dose of Tyler Lancaster who um, has proven to be a really strong run-stopping defensive lineman will help I think eat up blockers and, and and you know take up space so to speak uh, and make it more active for Blake Martinez, maybe a little bit more B.J. Goodson this week than he than the past weeks, and maybe we get a little bit more stout, stop the run, and then again make this rookie quarterback beat us through the air.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think you really have to look at, I think you're nailing it. Uh, what about, you know, even uh, maybe a little bit more Oren Burks? We saw him yeah. out there. Um, I'm not sure if it makes sense if this is a week where we're going to have as much Ibrahim Campbell out there. He's done an okay job. I'm glad he's back. Yeah. Um, And he's been healthy and he's been contributing. But I just really don't see anyone uh, either at the wide receiver position or at the tight end position uh, that can really hurt us all that much. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised, I agree, if not only at the D-line spot, uh, but at that linebacker level. And they're going to you know have different packages and, and and different looks out there for sure but from a snap count standpoint this might be a little bit less of ibrahim campbell and as you said maybe a little bit more bj goodson or uh, perhaps even uh, may, maybe Oren burks is getting back uh, and having an opportunity to get out there a little bit more as well um one thing to keep an eye on too is the redskins do have a flashy um uh, return man specialist he's an undrafted kid um, and he's been actually getting some more looks at the wide receiver position this last few weeks. So keep an eye on this kid because um, he's someone that um, you know, I would uh, uh, be nervous about in that return game. Steven Sims, okay. he has um, uh, been making some, some big plays in the return game. And he's been getting a lot more snaps offensively as well at the wide receiver position. So he'll be getting, I'm sure, quite a few more looks this week. Um, uh, with those guys that are ahead of him out uh, in Trey Quinn and Paul Richardson. So um, if he's getting some extra opportunities uh, to not only be out there as a return man, uh, but to make a difference offensively, kind of a guy that may be um, under the radar and the uh, Packers may not have as much tape on, but uh, we're going to want to make sure we keep an eye on him because he seems like he's going to be one of those guys that's going to have to be the de facto playmaker mm-hmm. or X-factor for this uh, Redskins offense.
1: Yeah, I mean, and and that really does point to... Um, the lack of depth right now at their position, right? It to be fair, yes. is and it, it does no disrespect, right? This young man, I love a good grinder story, right? Of a, a young undrafted player, uh, d- just no matter what team they're on, trying to make their way in the NFL. I have a lot of respect for that because it's not easy to make the NFL. So I don't want to be disrespectful, uh, but the fact of the matter is, uh, we're not sitting here concerning ourselves with a couple high paid. Um, stud wide receivers from Washington. We're looking at undrafted guys. Exactly.
0: Exactly. And that's, that's exactly it. Um, although I would say that it makes more sense to devote more resources to trying to slow down and stop this run for yeah. that very reason. Good point. I just wanted to point Great out point. Yeah. that this is a kid that uh, seems to have some breakaway and playmaking ability. So let's not fall asleep on him as well.
1: Great point. Great point. Um, Wags, I got to ask you then, you know, we're kind of looking here. Um, how do you feel this week then from a, a scoring prediction standpoint? You and I have come close some weeks, not so close some other weeks. But, um, you know, this week I'm, I'm kind of curious to see um, where you see the score end up here.
0: Yeah, I I am going to go. I think we get a solid win here um, and I'm going to go uh, 27 to 10. Mm. Um, I I, I I think this is a week our defense gets the job done, um, and you know this isn't going to be a close game in the third quarter. But you know, I I, um, I would like to see this offense come out and, and light them up. I, I'm not sure if this is the week it's going to happen, uh, but uh, I, I think we get a, a solid win, get that run game going, uh, get up a, a couple of scores early, and uh, kind of just keep uh, get a couple field goals and a touchdown in the second half. So I'm just going to uh, say that we're consistent all the way through. We're up 14-3 to three earlier mm-hmm. at the half, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of just put them away, uh, get up 24-3 uh, to three, uh, maybe uh, by the end of the third quarter, tack on an extra three, and they score a touchdown sometime in the fourth quarter. Uh, but otherwise uh, have a, a pretty solid and resounding victory.
1: I'll take it. I'll go 31-21, but it's not as close as it looks. Uh, Rookie quarterback late in the game. Again, this kid's got a cannon arm for them. Um, They probably break off a a reasonably long chunk play at some point in the game. Uh, Just uh, looking at history, and and I'm not saying it's necessarily even when the game is um, within reach for them. Uh, However, you know, young guys like that, young rookie receiver, young quarterback, um, when they got nothing to lose, if they're losing late in the game, they might be slinging around a little bit and come up with one. So uh, 31-21, but it doesn't look that, it's not that close of a game. It looks better than it is.
0: Yeah, and I think it's always interesting when these teams come in, non-divisional opponent, mm-hmm. uh, lame duck coach. Yeah. If they get down early, what are they actually playing for? Yeah. So, I, you know, it'll be interesting to see. Don't give them anything to get those competitive juices going. Put them away early, get that separation, make them kind of just go through the motions uh, and get that, uh, I think, resounding win. Um, I'll tell you what, though, Dane, if we get a defensive touchdown this week, uh, we're gonna hang more than 27 or 31 points on this team. Uh, I'm just gonna throw that out there. So uh, if your bold prediction comes right, um, I, I think we're gonna uh, get. Uh, I, I think we'll end up with a three-touchdown win here. But um, <laughs> we'll okay. wait and see what I'll happens. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I actually, if I'm gonna throw, turn your prediction around. I think if the Packers are up 31-14 in the fourth quarter, and they're slinging the ball around, that's when we get our defensive touchdown, and then it becomes that 38-14 time
1: score. But
0: um, I'm going to stick with my 27-10 prediction.
1: I love it. Listen, I'll take either of them, Wangs. (laughs) (laughs) Let's win this game. Uh, A couple of other news and notes that I I did want to uh, just highlight quick. Do you see James Looney, our uh, our draft pick from last season, defensive lineman, that you and I both really like him quite a bit. Um, seems like a good kid and really liked what he was doing on the D-line. And uh, he has been moved to tight end permanently. He's taken number 49. That is just so interesting to me.
0: That's You just never really see that at the NFL level. No. Um, I, I would be fascinated to, to, I'll I'll be really watching to see, because there's going to be some more stories that are coming out about how and why that's happening. Um, He's
1: a big guy, too. He's a big kid. You know, he's
0: a little bit undersized for that defensive line position. But, listen, I really liked what he was doing. You highlighted it. You just touched on it. I thought he had an excellent preseason, and I was a little bit surprised that he didn't get a a closer look to making that 53-man roster. But I think that ultimately, in this scheme, the Packers decided that they need uh, guys that are a little bit stouter and, and bigger and aren't necessarily as prone to maybe getting pushed around as much. And not saying that he was getting pushed around, but uh, for him to move to the tight end position is very interesting. Speak to his athletic ability. Yeah. And uh, also, kudos to him. speaks to how much he probably uh, clearly is intelligent, uh mm-hmm. California kid, and uh uh, certainly must really love playing this game of football, willing to do anything it takes to make this pro football career work out. So good luck to him, and, and I'll be interested to see how that works out um, and and what the developments come out of that as we move forward. Yeah,
1: I mean, he's got to be a good kid and, and pretty coachable, and you hit it on the head. Love the game, because at this level, uh, there's a lot of kids that have been playing tight on their entire lives and for them to decide to make the move here on the practice squad. And devote a
0: spot is the biggest thing. That yeah. is incredible because normally you just cut base with someone if it's not working out and bring someone else in that's played that position their entire career. So yeah. uh, anyway, so that would be interesting to see if they think they have something there. Um, absolutely. Dane, any other updates before we go?
1: Yeah. Uh, congratulations to uh, Packer offensive lineman now retired Josh Sitton, retired as a Green Bay Packer in the front row. You know, he was a Pro Bowl guard for us. He retired as a Packer uh, earlier today. In the front row for his retirement was Aaron Rodgers, Brian Bulaga, and David Bakhtiari. And at the finish uh, of the press conference, uh, it sounds like Josh Sitton turned to uh uh, to uh, to his teammates and said let's go get a beer yeah. <laughs> So we're gonna <laughs> Sitton was a great guy. we love Sitton for the Packers uh, was a part of that Super Bowl team and uh, just a, uh, another guy he just had a nasty streak uh, so congratulations to Josh Sitton.
0: Yeah, absolutely and uh, certainly injuries really uh, played a, a significant role in and in, in ultimately him not. Uh, sticking around with the Packers for a couple more seasons. And then uh, those seasons that he spent uh, outside of the Packers organization with the Bears and then winding things down here. Um, Those injuries uh, definitely played a a part, but uh, we certainly enjoyed Josh's time in Green Bay and uh, do congratulate and wish him well as uh, he moves forward.
1: Yeah, and finally, just our thoughts with um, a living, you know, current Packer legend, even though he's still on the roster currently uh, in kicker, Mason Crosby um, showed so much, I thought, mental fortitude uh, this past week kicking for the Packers. Um, it, it, he, it sounds like he missed practice because he was attending his sister in law's funeral. Uh, in Texas. Um, uh, and, you know, just uh, cancer sucks, uh, obviously. And we just, uh, our thoughts are with Mason, his brother, his entire family, Mason Crosby, um, you know, uh, great kicker on the field, but uh, a great guy off the field. So just our thoughts to the Crosby family and the extended family uh, uh, on this loss.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, our condolences and, and certainly uh that family has uh had to endure more than it's share uh with yeah. Mason and his wife as well. So um uh certainly hope that uh, uh she continues to to uh do well and uh, moving forward. But um um yeah. Uh, Mason, um uh we're thinking of you and, and uh uh your family and, and certainly appreciate all that you do Um, and things like that football definitely comes second but uh, what a consummate pro uh, that he uh, uh, leads by example on and off the field and uh, just continues to do his job at at just an incredibly high level so we're so fortunate to have a guy like Mason Crosby be part of this Packers organization.
1: Yeah so Wags I think we can wrap this thing up. Uh, you know, here's hoping the next time you all hear from us. Uh, we're we're talking about another Green Bay Packer victory um, this season. Um, sometimes you don't know it, you don't realize it while the season's going on when something special's happening. Uh, but I have to say with the brand new coaching staff, um, even you know with the law lo- the couple losses we've had, um, just this has been a really fun run so far. I'm having about as much fun a uh, Packer season I can remember. And I always love our Packers. But this year, this team, this chemistry, um, this has just been an absolute joy. And to be able to do this podcast is it, just been an absolute treat. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So anyway, if you're enjoying it as much as we are, yeah. uh, please uh, share us with a friend. Please. Rate and review us on uh, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Play. Um, interact with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, we really like uh, talking to everyone out there. Hit up that
1: Cheesehead Sound Off hotline. Yep. 608 285 2128.
0: Yes. And uh, anyway, so we really appreciate you following along. And uh, Dane, let's go out there and get another win. Let's uh, get one step closer to uh, crowning ourselves as kings of the north mm-hmm. once again. It's been a little bit too long, but we're getting one step closer. This is a week that we've got to go out there and take care of business, and uh, we have an opportunity to get one step closer
1: to that ultimate goal. So uh, I don't have anything else to add, Dane, do you? No, Wags, I, I just think that, you know, folks, if you're, you're listening on a Saturday morning or if you're uh, driving, Wags, If these folks are driving to Lambeau Field and part of their pregame ritual is listening to this podcast, thank you and say it along with us. Go Pack Go!